welcome to Nobody Asked Us, where two friends try to figure out the things that fascinate, annoy, and baffle us. So join me, Sanaz. And me, Rachel. As we delve into all the things that nobody asked us about, but we really wanted to share. So today we want to talk about the concept of manifesting. Yes. Um, I'm sure it's something we've all heard about in the workplace, in casual conversation, in the media. Um, Rachel, you know a lot about the subject, so that we think are pretty hilarious when it comes to the subject. So start us off. Yeah, well, so I think the concept of manifesting is pretty, it's a pretty like recent one, like defined as such, mm-hmm. but it's also something that's been around for a long time especially in pop culture, it's the idea that if you have positive thoughts, if you imagine something, you can make it true. Yeah. Um, And this kind of line of thinking can, it it makes sense in some arenas and it doesn't in others. So the way we usually think about it nowadays is like people having like a vision board or something like that, right? Like they're like, or, um, you know, you hear it talked about in pop culture, like people manifesting a, a boyfriend or an apartment or like a, a new job or something like that. Or like people have their like vision boards with like, oh, I want to have this like balcony and sea view. And I've I have heard from people that this works. I don't think I've ever done it in earnest enough. <laughs> so this may seem like a recent phenomenon, but this has existed for a long time. I mean, if you're going to go back like 20 years and you talk about something like, do you remember The Secret? Oh, yeah. I mean, I never read it, but the book was everywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, people told me to read it. And I was like, so what's the thing? It's like, oh, if you think about something, then it will happen. Like It'll just come true. You know, I think a lot of things could be solved in the world if that was the case. Right, right. I mean, it's like the concept of Santa Claus, basically, but for adults. (laughs) Right. But then I have heard, you know, I mean, there is some kind of benefit to you know, goal setting and positive thinking. So I can see where it has logic. Um, Yeah. We were talking a little bit about things like the stock market, right? Or things like money, monetary Mm -hmm. theory. They hold value or they they work because you believe in them, right? right? You believe that they have value. The stock market is very interesting to me because it's such a like broad scale, complex, sophisticated, but ultimately... A confidence game it's a it's a very complex version of it that has built in like reactive mechanisms mm-hmm. it's kind of fascinating in and of itself but um like the biggest factor in like how the economy does is people's economy like uh, sorry people's confidence in the economy <laughs> which right. is kind so- of crazy it's like you like the like the whole thing is a it's reductive but a manifesting exercise <laughs> Yeah. And then the opposite, right? So when there's like a run on the bank or whatever, like all this like SVB news recently, Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley Bank, like if people are scared and they start acting so, then guess what? You know, the value does go down. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's so, it doesn't surprise me why this is a, like in, in that situation, like it's very valid and like that's, the whole basis of the system, which is a little bit scary. Yeah. That like we're all just like trusting each other. Yeah. And you're like, what part of this is just us having confidence in it and saying and believing that it's true versus it actually being truer? Or does it even matter? Does it even matter? No. I mean, I mean, it 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 does on like a mass scale. I think this is the thing that's always like 
mm-hmm. I've always found so fascinating about economics and that kind of thing in general is it's it's like people acting on mass, right? You right. know what? I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, do you uh, manifest, Rachel? Like, do I? <laughs> you know? No, I mean I want to. I yeah. I think I tried to, but I, it it feels a bit cringe to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It feels so. I've never really gone in for like the like touchy feely self help type of thing. I don't know. Somebody once made me like do like a vision board. I mean, made me. It was like an activity we were doing, <laughs> and I just made this kind of like weird abstract art piece mm-hmm. cut out. And they had like my friend had like pictures of like I don't know, beautiful. Like I was saying before, like a beautiful apartment and like you know, cool beach or something mm-hmm. vacation. <laughs> I was like, here's a square. Yeah. It's really interesting because I don't, I haven't done it. I'm sure there's some benefits to it. I am a pretty goal oriented person, but I don't think I've ever been one to document them. And maybe that mm-hmm. would be good for me. Um, especially now that I like have my own business and stuff. Right. So it's like, it's very much like how you shape it. I've always, I've always done this. I mean, I think as I've gotten older, I've started being more vague on my goals, which I don't know if that's a great thing, but like, it's because not you realize that nothing ever is like you pictured it. Like you never. No, no. And the older you get, they're not like clear goals. Like before you could be like, go to this college, go to this law school, get this entry job. Like it just, it becomes a lot more vague as you get older. Yeah, maybe just, like, the resistance to manifesting is, like, not wanting to be set up for disappointment in right, some kind right. of way. Um, I don't know, but you had some interesting points on... Um, Go on. <laughs> uh, we were talking about... <laughs> no, it's not even really manifesting, but it's kind of, like, embodying, which is, you know, or goal setting. We were talking about... Um, like power posing and yeah. kind of like physical practices. Did you- I remember watching the really famous um, TED talk with Amy Cuddy, who's like, you know, famous in the space. And she does a lot of research around like power posing. And, you know, when you're nervous for a meeting, go into the bathroom before and like, you know, kind of like expand your body, span really big, put your hands on your hips, kind of like a Superman pose, like just right. take up as much space as possible. And then you feel more confident. And then conversely, you know, certain postures are actually worse, like where the kind of show fear, like, you know, hold like touching your neck or holding your neck or kind of making yourself small. I don't know. I I don't think like, I'm sure there's some parts of it that help, but I feel like if I'm fucking nervous, I'm just fucking nervous. Like, I don't know how much a Superman pose five minutes before presentation is going to help me, (laughs) Like, but apparently it does work for some people. So I don't know. I've been a little bit of like, a non-believer for myself but have you ever tried that has that ever worked for you i think i have once or twice i don't know if it made a difference yeah because <laughs> like i can't remember when i've done it i think i did try i was like oh that i felt really stupid doing it like, but then i'm like <laughs> is this just a sugar pill to make me feel better because i did something that like helps me control the situation like i i don't know i just kind of i mean i, I do i do believe that like your physical you know, how you like hold yourself in space and like how you use your body does affect your mindset. Like if you think about yeah. like when you stand up straight or when you're reminded to stand up straight, you feel a little bit different, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, when you like push your, like, somebody's like stop slumping, you push your shoulders back and yeah. you're like, oh. Yeah. Right. I feel like, like I'm constantly holding my neck, like just to be comfortable. I'm like, is your head heavy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't just think it's comfortable. You kind of like have your hand on like your cheek or your neck. Oh know. yeah, yeah. So I, 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 the only reason I don't do that because it is very comfortable. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm very paranoid about stretching my skin. Oh, that's funny. I told you. I said in like the previous episode. I'm like, I want to learn how to sleep upside down like a bat. Yeah. You're, you're so no touching the face, no moving the skin. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it should be noted that Amy Cuddy, by the way, had a bit of a scandal where like her methods of research were doubted for a while, but then she seemed like she redeemed herself. So seems like a cool lady. Yeah, people were oh, people are so mean to her. She's great. Yeah. I do want to like go more into uh, examples of manifesting that we see going both successfully and terribly awry in mm-hmm. the public sphere. Um <laughs> Start us off. Start us off with, I don't even know if this fits, but it's just so funny. My favorite is Hilaria Baldwin, who <laughs> for some reason really is, she is um, a woman for a yoga, sometime yoga instructor who married Alec Baldwin and has for years pretended to be Spanish. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and to the point of, so she is, she is from Boston. Her real name is Hillary Hayward Thomas. Her ancestors came over on the Mayflower. At least some of them did. She is not. She's not European. She's not Spanish at all. I, either. I thought she actually had Spanish roots, but you clarified that her parents just own property. Her parents have a retirement home in Mallorca. And so, so she, she doesn't have any Spanish blood. No, no. Like she's like whatever. Somebody did like a thing on her parents. So they're like you know British. ancestry but they've been here forever because they're like wasps um but it's no it's but she changed her name to like she insisted on being called hilaria which Mm -hmm. is not even a real name in spanish (laughs) like that's not a name but her name is hillary so she's like hilaria and then she would go around on all these interviews like saying like oh i'm spanish and my parents don't know how to sorry i'm doing the accent but that's how she would did it they don't know how to pronounce my husband's last name, Baldwin. And I'm like, but it it's Hayward Thomas. Like yeah. that was the one before, I'm pretty sure. Like, they their own name. They're from the same language yeah. family. Do you remember when she's like, <laughs> how do you say cucumber? Oh, God. She was on the Today Show or something or Good Morning America. And she was doing a cooking segment. She was like chopping cucumber. She pretended to like not know what a cucumber was. She's like, mm-hmm. how do you say in English cucumber? cucumber. <laughs> oh, what? It's just, she's, it's such a like inconsequential story. Oh. And yet it's so entertaining for how bizarre it is. Oh, it's so entertaining. And she's totally manifesting this like person that she wants to be. It's, she named all her kids like really yeah. Spanish names. And she's like, you know, my son Rafael. Mm-hmm. I like, which I mean, anybody can name their kid Rafael, but it's like all of them. It's and it's so not even good. their cultural heritage. It's, you know, if they were, if, if, being Spanish wasn't like white European. I would say that this is like bordering on like Rachel Dolezal offensive territory. Yeah, I mean that's what's funny about it, right? And and here's the thing: I think people would totally give her a pass if she's just like, I love Spain, <laughs> you know, like yeah, spent a semester there. I want to like change my name. I want to name my like it's an homage to Spain in my house. Like I think people would be on board if you didn't totally <laughs> totally. But she's still manifesting. She's yeah. still manifesting. So. This is also um, a rumor, and it might not be true, but I, it sounds too true to be fake. Um, Go on. So apparently around the time she met Alec Baldwin, 
this was like 10 years ago. Ba- he had- Baldwin? 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 How do you? Oh, my parents could not pronounce. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Kathleen from Boston can pronounce Baldwin. Yeah, they Whatever. just say it with a Boston accent. It Baldwin. No. <laughs> so apparently he had a thing. Salma Hayek had been guest starring on 30 Rock. Oh, my God. Like recently. And he had been trying to like hit on Salma Hayek and she turned him down. Do we know when she changed her name relative to this? Changed, wait, to Hilaria? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure her legal name is Hillary still. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so stupid and so funny. It's so stupid and so funny. So the reason people, this kind of like came to people's attention is because a few years ago, I mean, she does all this like really annoying, like performative stuff. Like she, she's had like eight kids with Alec Baldwin. I mean, seriously, yeah. like propping them out and just like very like showy about how quickly she snaps back from her pregnancy. Yeah. Which is like good for her she's proud of it but she like it's it's done she does it in a very like ostentatious way like she'll be like eight months pregnant and like doing all these like she'll do these very like showy poses like yoga poses and like stilettos and it's like come on yeah (laughs) you're gonna do that like people are gonna get annoyed at you yeah um but she did some things some video or some picture and then another celebrity i think it was amy schumer said like oh like doesn't look like me i just gave birth and then she went off on some Instagram stories where she was like, it's not my problem. And like, I can be proud of myself. And then she was saying something and she got really emotional and her, um, her, her accent broke. Her accent broke. And she just, it, there was like a few seconds where she was speaking. Like, I mean, she sounds like either of us. And yeah. we're like, wait a second. And that's what it came to people's attention. But what I find so fascinating about this is even though everybody was like, oh my God, this is the craziest lie ever. She persists with it, and her husband does too. Like, she still is speaking in that accent. I saw some clip of her, like, a few weeks ago. She's like, please leave my husband alone. And I was like, what? What are you doing? Come on. This is like, um, this is like Elizabeth Holmes with her, like, oh, yeah. Voice. And, like, sometimes they said when she would get, like, drunk and stuff, like, it would break, too. So it would go back to, like, a normal pitch. But it's, just, it's such a ridiculous thing to want to lie and seems like so much work for them. Like, do you know how much work it is to maintain a different pitch or an accent all day long? Like how exhausting for you? I mean, okay. So the Elizabeth Holmes thing, did she talk like that all the time? Or was that just like in front of cameras and speeches? Because that, how do you even do that? No, apparently all the time. And then some of the employees said that like when they had happy hours and she would drink, that's when it would change. Oh, that's oh, that's exhausting. It's like you so wake up- exhausting. Like this is such a mental game for you over shit that none of us care about. Like, do you honestly want to take this on? I just, I'm so fascinated by that. Well, she was doing the whole like manifesting Steve Jobs thing, where she was wearing yeah. that like turtle. She was like black turtleneck oh, and shit. Yeah. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite voice to do. God, it's she's also, so like- fascinating. What were some of the other things that we were thinking about? What about about? like weird LinkedIn ones? You're mentioning like there's some stories. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know what people are doing on LinkedIn. People are being crazy over there. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) like like, the things that people post are so unhinged. There's this excellent Twitter account called the State of LinkedIn. And it'll be all these posts where this guy's like, "Mm." like I'm, you know, walking down the street, you know, coming from my latest VC round meeting when I see a homeless man on the street and we lock eyes and immediately I feel his humanity and you know I I reach you know 
I reach into my pocket and I pull out five. It's this like long drawn out story about like what a great person I am mm -hmm. and like how successful I am. And I'm just like, you, you're just like, what are you doing? Like, what, what is the purpose of this? Like, why are you, I mean, I get it like brand building sort of, but like, really? Oh, you know who I think about is like the perfect example of this type is um, Andy Bernard from The mm -hmm. Office. There's like, you know, where there's in the first few seasons where like they all get, they get transferred to like the stamp, a bunch of them get transferred to like the Stanford office or like mm -hmm. another office. And Andy Bernard's like, you know how I'm going to win people over? Like eye contact, name repetition, and small smiles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. it's like that kind of a person who like reads all those like books and it's self help like, books. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's just like how I, I mean, all of it is like some like attempt to exert control over other people or your circumstances right the situation the situation and like you know i think taken with like a healthy approach mm -hmm. it can it can be good but I, it could easily go so poorly i know <laughs> i know because it's just such a formula oh my god he's such a funny character yeah no he's he's great but he's like if if linkedin was around <laughs> it would I, how funny would, i want to like Actually, that's a great idea for a parody account, like LinkedIn yes. posts from Andy Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're like all the Office characters. All like, the Office characters, right? Yeah, that would be so good. Oh my god, can you imagine Dwight's? You just want to block him. <laughs> Dwight would be like, actually, blah, 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 blah. actually, yeah. And then like <laughs> Jim would like ironically share Dwight's post or something. <laughs> yeah, or like yeah, yeah, Jim would yeah, Jim would like troll everybody. Oh my god! And Pam would be like, "Come to my art show." Come to my art show. Angela just has like cat memes. Yeah, and then you know who would be the ultimate manifester? Kelly. Oh yeah. Kelly's the manifester. Kelly posts horoscope things. Kelly right. posts. Right. Kelly has a vision board that she posts yeah. publicly. Do you read your horoscopes, Rachel? Okay, so <laughs> no, but I. I do find it fun to like, I have this one app. I don't like check it religiously, but it's called the pattern. Oh, I've and, heard about this. And I said that cause you can like put your friends in and then mm -hmm. just, like, or like someone you're dating and then like, it'll show like how compatible you are. And like, I don't know my profile. It's whatever they do, whatever, like it's on witchcraft. On they do it, like yeah. Mine is very accurate. Yeah. And I did it with an ex-boyfriend and his was very accurate. Mm. And like the one that was like our joint one. joint thing was very accurate. And I was like, how could you tell this from the time I was born? I don't even understand. I don't understand how it works. Like, yeah. I'm like, what if I was born by C-section versus regular? Like, does that make a difference? Like, yeah. What is the yeah. alchemy of this like time of you? Yeah. Exiting your mom to like determine no, your wild. life. Yeah. It's, it's but, a wild thing, but like somehow you're like, I know I want this to be accurate or true, but like it really is. Sometimes you're like, I, I can tell if it's not really me, but sometimes they just totally get you. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, oh, mine, I'm just looking at mine right now. Today is my day for artistic discoveries. Beautiful. Oh my God. Um, wait, so, okay. So what were, what were you saying about horoscopes? <laughs> Did you just zone out for five minutes? <laughs> no, I just looked at my thing and I was like, what is it saying for me today? I'm totally kidding. No, I'm no. saying like, we, we read into what we want to hear is true, right? So mm -hmm. I think sometimes they're like, 
you know, you will come across a mysterious person. You could be like, oh, the guy that sells me muffins seems mysterious. Like, right, right, right. you can totally make things as true as you want. But at, at times I am also surprised slash spooked at how right they get it, you know, once in a while. I don't know. I'm, I love this stuff. I love tarot card reading. When I lived in London, I used to go to tarot card reader all the time. Um, oh, yeah. I still do like Skype calls with her for shits and giggles. Um, and then I remember one time I was at a WeWork and I noticed that they had this like, you know, the events and they hosted a WeWork on the board. And that afternoon I didn't have a meeting and they were actually hosting like a um, astrology one-on-one like learning session. I was like, I totally want to go to this. And then I just went to the room and there was no posting or anything. I just like peeked my head in. I was like, oh God, I hope this is right. And I was like, hi, is this the astrology meetup? They're like, why? Yes, it is. I was like, can you imagine <laughs> popping your head into a random conference room at a WeWork and being like, is this the astrology? <laughs> so, they're I like, do like this stuff. I am interested in it. No, bitch, this is the Bitcoin group. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyway, Rachel, yes. what um, you want to manifest a recommendation today? <laughs> Oh yes, let me conjure it. Let me put let me put myself yeah. in a little starfish power pose. Um close your eyes. Uh yeah. So I think like there's a lot of overlap between the concept of manifesting and like control and when it gets to an extreme it can be like manipulation or conning. Some people mm-hmm. go so far in their manifest like somebody like Elizabeth Holmes or like the Fire Festival guy or whatever, like Adam Newman, like I think those people are like extreme, like con artists are some kind of extreme manifestors. This is a little pessimistic, but I think it's a very fascinating view on what this goes to in the extreme, like the idea of the con artist. So mm-hmm. to that end, I, it, I would recommend this book <clears throat> by Maria Konnikova um, called The Confidence Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a writer for The New Yorker. She's a trained, uh, she's trained as a psychologist and she goes through like how people perpetuate like this kind of like self-creation idea and like what the psychology of that is in this Mm -hmm. extreme version and like how con artists like think and how they keep being able to think in that way and honestly like it kind of makes me wish that I was (laughs) a swindler but also like glad that I'm not yeah (laughs) I'm just like wow like how like how does this like mindset and psychology work? It's really well done. Um, it's a great book. Um, she's also featured on the Hulu Fire Festival documentary. Oh. And that, a lot of that is about like con artists too. So it's a little bit different than just like pure manifesting. I don't know if right. I have anything to like recommend for that. But I think if you're talking about the extremes it can go to, I think that that's a really good and insightful look yeah. at that. Um, what about you? Awesome. Uh, mine is also not directly manifesting, but I wanted to recommend Transcendental Meditation, TM as it's called, Ooh. for the students. Um, and that's something that I've recently, you know, picked up and um, been making an effort to, to get better and better at. Basically, if you sign up for a course, it's like four days. Um, they teach you about the method. They kind of guide you personally. And then your ongoing goal is to meditate twice a day for 20 minutes each. And they give you lots of resources as well. Um, I've tried a lot of the different apps. Jesus, <laughs> wait. Like, yeah. 20 minutes a day. Twice, uh, twice a, day. a day. Yeah. Okay. You know how hard five minutes is? It's so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is why. Okay. I have to say for years and years, I've, I'm going to say I sucked at meditation. 
anytime I had those apps, even for 10 minutes, and it was like a soothing British voice in my ear guiding me, I just yeah. couldn't freaking do it. And it's all about like, clear your mind, clear your mind. As soon as the thought comes in, clear your mind. Whereas TM, I saw it firsthand work for some of my friends who are also like type A hyper people. <laughs> and um, in researching it, I found that a lot of famous people that are also like crazy high achievers really like this method. So like Ray Dalio is a really famous one. Jerry Seinfeld's a big proponent for it. Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think the big difference is that the goal is not to clear your mind. The goal is actually like they give you a mantra, like a specific word that you repeat over and over. And then as your mind wanders, you kind of keep coming back to that word. So there's never like, oh, shit, I didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Like you never feel like you're really doing it wrong, per se. Um, and by bringing you back to that repetitive word, that's actually what calms you down. So similar to like mm -hmm. a rubbery bead, the way that like people kind of like pull one bead at a time, that repetitive motion is actually what helps us calm down and get quiet better than telling our brains it, to get quiet. It gives you something to fixate on rather than having nothing to fixate on. Exactly. So the yeah. centering, the, the act of trying to center yourself is what helps you get calm and go to like a lower state. And they've done all this research. And I think what's really impressive is this has been around for like, I don't know, 50, 60 years, but they were really smart in that they always measured like people's brain activities along the way. So now they have like decades and decades of research to show the positive effects of it. Um, my recommendation, not just for the TM, but is a, um, you can look this up on YouTube, but it was a podcast that was recorded that Jerry Seinfeld did with Bob Roth, who was like very famous in the TM space. He actually does a daily, actually twice a day, daily um, guided meditation. Um, and you can search on YouTube, Bob Roth interviews Jerry Seinfeld on success without stress. And it's basically Jerry Seinfeld, who's been doing this since he was like 19, by the way, his like college roommate introduced him to it. And then he picked it up. Um, and he just like talks about how much he absolutely loves it. And like the, the kind of quote that really stuck out to me from that interview was that um, Jerry was saying like, you know, kind of the benefits that he appreciates. He's like, look, what I think is the most valuable thing on this earth is energy. Money yeah. is a form of energy, right? You can use it to get things done. But he's like, energy, that focus, your brain's ability to like be creative, to innovate, to try something new. He's like, I'm always on a quest for more energy. And this is just something that's part of my daily routine to help me get that. I don't know. I, I just really liked it. I like I, kind of phrase the life goal is that I need some more energy. So you're saying like, okay, so it's like, it's like, that's another method for like, kind of like, regaining control and like setting goals and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think like, Sometimes while I'm doing it, obviously, I'm not like saying the word over and over for 20 minutes. I'm not that good. But I've noticed that like, what my mind wanders to is sometimes like a clarity on like, maybe a problem that I was trying to solve in the day. Or it's a new idea that I have, like, it's just a really mm. good time to kind of process your brain, and your ideas for the day. And I find sometimes that I they're like, you know, it's kind of like thoughts that come to you in the shower. I get some of those or I just like have a way of kind of breaking something down. So I'm not as emotionally like wound up about it. Um, but just kind of centering you and focusing you, I would say. I have a couple of questions. So first of all, yeah. um, I know that it's, I know TM specifically, yeah. like the branded practice is super expensive. Yes. As, and is. my question is why? Yes. Um, like, what do they like? Is it just because they're able to package it and all these successful people do it? And it's kind of like we have data and whatever. Or do they tell you like some like secret, like 
I don't know, mantra that it, yeah. is it supposed to have some kind of like magic to it? Like, could I just sit here and close my eyes and just say the word money for 20 yeah. minutes and money? <laughs> and be good to go. Um, so it's okay. So I think it, it's a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Um, I think the fact that they have all this data and they have a lot of ongoing resources for you. That's sort of their shtick of like, look, you have access to all this stuff. You can get guided meditations every day. You have events you can go to. You can read about it, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's part of it is the ongoing. Yes. The price is like, I don't know, usually like seven, eight hundred dollars for like the four days of private lessons. Is that very helpful? Yes. Would I say it's like two hundred dollars worth each time? Yeah, it seems pretty steep, but like I think part of it is also when you've invested that money, you're invested in it. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, oh yeah, I I now want this to work. And then the mantra, I was really annoying. Well, I mean, but, but by the same token, people also get expensive gym memberships and never go. Exactly, so. exactly. So yeah. it's like I'm I paid this money, I'm gonna make this work. Yeah. And I was super annoying about the mantra because I was like, can you tell me other mantras? Is mine special? Why did you give me this one? Da, 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 da. And like they definitely hold that one close to the chest and say like don't repeat it out loud don't say it to anybody else whatever you can google other words i mean rachel if like you just want like a you know the cheap version of this i can guide you through it but no I'm, I'm gonna sit here and say money for 20 minutes after yeah, hang up. yeah just say money. <laughs> but i do think what really did help me in the one-on-ones was that you do meditate with them each time and going over because they were so different every time I felt like I got really good advice on to like how to think about it how to handle it just how to get better like they kind of give you a little bit of like one-on-one training and then you're off to the races, you know, by yourself. But I just, I, I was really incredibly impressed by like the simplicity of meditation in general. And that's why I was so elusive to me all these years. But anyway, we're in until next time, everybody. Thanks until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.